0: You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning. It's great to see you guys. Worship was just spectacular. Um, It's nice to just be in this place together, as we say all the time, and just lift up the name of Jesus. Um, If we can really think about the things that He's done in our life, and uh, the places that He's brought us from, or maybe the places that we're hoping to get, um, man, it's just an amazing time to just lift His name up. We've been discussing how to experience breakthrough in Jesus. This is week six. This is our final week of this series. Next week, we're going to start a brand new series on the book of Ephesians where we're just going to walk through the entire book of Ephesians and see how God just is working on us as his masterpiece. I think that'll be a fun time for us. It'll be a, a refreshing time for us as we really learn about what God wants from us as his followers. But this morning, as we finish up this series, what I want us to do is I want us to think back over the last five weeks and we've really seen some things that we can do to experience breakthrough along with some things that Jesus does. But this morning, I want to focus solely on what Jesus does for us to experience breakthrough because he is the one that gives us the breakthrough. So this morning, we're going to see how he is the ultimate grave robber, how he brings dead things back to life, how he brings lives that are completely torn apart, completely wrecked, completely away from him, how he brings those back to himself, back to life. And that's important for us because that's what breakthrough is all about. So we're wrapping this series up with the one who can actually give us breakthrough. And this morning, I told you last week that we were going to pick back up where we left off in Mark chapter 5. And we're going to do that this morning. But what I want to do is we started in verse 24 of Mark chapter 5 last week. So I want to hit a few verses before that, and then we'll jump back down to where we ended last week. So we'll be in Mark chapter 5, verse 21. We're having a little issue with our wireless mic system this morning. So if I fall, I will get back up. So I just want you to know that you don't have to come up here and, and rush and help. If I fall, I'll get up. And if I don't, I'll preach from the floor. So we're going to start in verse 21, Mark chapter 5. It says, And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and lived. So here is the the setup of this. Jesus had come into this this town. And one of the the rulers in the synagogue runs out and says, "Hey, my daughter is is really sick. She's on the point of death, and I need you to come and heal her." And that's where we are here. And then we read last week verses 24 through 34 where Jesus has a great crowd around him. And then the woman comes and touches his garment. So this happens right after that. So the synagogue ruler comes and says, Jesus, my daughter is dying. Please come and heal her. You're the only chance that we have. And right after this is when the great crowd continues to gather. This woman comes and touches Jesus. Jesus stops, Ask who touches him. The woman comes and says she does. She's healed because of her faith that we talked about last week. So we're going to pick back up in verse 35. And this is right after the woman with the bleeding issue touches Jesus. She's healed. Jesus has stopped in his in his movement. He's no longer walking towards this ruler's house. So in verse 35, it says, while he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Verse 40. And they laughed at him, but he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, tilathakumi which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. God, we come to you, Lord, asking you to work, asking you to break chains, asking you to provide breakthrough this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, what I want to do is I want to give you just five truths about breakthrough. Five truths about breakthrough that we see from this passage. So here is the the setup of this story. This ruler comes and asks Jesus to heal his daughter. She's dying. And I can just imagine this as a father with girls that I'm just running to Jesus asking for some healing for my child. And Jesus, on the way there, stops. He delays. He doesn't keep going. When he's touched by someone else, it's not even part of this scenario or this situation of the ruler and his daughter. Jesus stops in his tracks, and he delays going to heal this man's daughter. By show of hands, how many of you have ever felt like God has delayed and not worked quick enough on your behalf? Anybody ever felt like that? I felt like that before. Man, I want God to work right when I want him to work. But he doesn't work on my timetable. And we say this a lot, but thank God that he doesn't work on my timetable because he knows better than I know. So here is this father in agony, asking for healing for his daughter. And here's this great crowd of people around Jesus. This woman that comes and really stops Jesus in his tracks. And after the situation with the woman, and he tells her that her faith has made her well and she's healed, then someone comes from the ruler's house and says, hey, don't even bother Jesus anymore because your daughter's dead. There's nothing that can be done at this point. So that's where we are in this story, that this father who had to believe that, man, why would you delay over some woman who isn't a ruler of the synagogue like I am? Why would you care more about her than you care about my daughter? I mean, I can just imagine as a father what I would be thinking. Was she really that important to be healed? She's been like this for 12 years. She's fine. My daughter is only 12 years old. I really, really need her to be healed. And I am a ruler of the synagogue. I have to be more important. And Jesus, man, Jesus in his infinite wisdom and infinite love and infinite grace says, hey, just watch, watch me, watch me work. It's not on what you think. It's not on how you would do it. It's based on what I know and what I can do and my power. And it's hard for us to get to that point. So this morning, I want to give you five quick truths about breakthrough. And Number one is this. It gets worse before the breakthrough. It gets worse before the breakthrough. So here we have this father whose, whose daughter was almost dead when he came to Jesus and before they ever got home, she was dead. The, the situation got worse. Would you agree that that's worse? The situation got worse. Not his daughter wasn't just sick anymore. People had come and said, hey, your daughter is dead. Don't mess with Jesus about this. And let me tell you what Satan does to us. Our situation gets worse and worse and worse, and he says, hey, don't bother Jesus with that. He can't help you anymore. We get to a place in our life where maybe at the beginning of our addiction or the uh, beginning of our sin or the beginning of our wandering away from Jesus, we think that there's a little bit of hope left. But the worse it gets, the more we get into it, the farther we get away from Jesus, Satan continues to tell us, don't even bother Jesus with that because you're beyond hope. You're already dead. There's nothing that can be done. So why even bother Jesus with this? It gets worse before the breakthrough. Let me tell you what I'm experiencing right now. In my life, and this is just a little example, but we're moving into a new house hopefully soon. I'm not real sure when at this point, but we were renting a house in Harlem while we were waiting on another house to become available, and my landlord sold the house, so we had to get out. Well, my other house isn't ready for me to move into yet, so we were gonna be homeless. Well, we have friends we can stay with, but we weren't going to have a home of our own for about a week. We were cool with that. A week was fine. And then it became a month. So right now it's a month. It may be a couple months. So if y'all see Ashley, hug her, tell her you love her. She She's ready to move into our new house. But here's what I want you to know about this. That to us, it's, it just gets worse and worse and worse because we were going to have nowhere to stay for a week. So we were going to have to kind of make some arrangements with friends and family to to stay. And I have three kids, and not a lot of people want my three kids to stay with them more than a night. So we we had some things that we had to get done. And then it turned into a month. So to us, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, an apartment in Harlem right behind the school actually becomes available with one of my friends who runs that apartment and says, hey, you know what? You guys can stay here as long as you need to. You don't have to sign a lease. Just stay here until your house is ready. And again, that's a little example, but I'm telling you, I felt like it was getting worse. And then we got to experience a little bit of breakthrough because we do have somewhere to stay together as a family until our house is ready. And I want you to know that's how it works in your life. And man, we may feel like it's getting worse and worse and worse and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. We don't even feel like we're in the tunnel anymore. And we have people all around us that are saying, hey, don't even bother Jesus with that. He can't help you. And Jesus is just, he says, hey, Just trust me. Trust me. What's he say? What's he say to this father? Verse 36 says, but overhearing what they said about the daughter being dead, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. Do not fear, only believe. So two things here. He says, hey, don't fear. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Don't worry about what you can't control. Don't worry about what everybody else around you is saying. Don't fear. Okay, then what do I need to do? Only believe. It's that simple, right? Only believe. Man, if it was that simple, we wouldn't need breakthrough. It's not simple because we don't allow it to be simple in our own lives because we allow fear to take over we allow disbelief to take over and we begin to spiral out of control away from Jesus and it gets worse before the breakthrough number two is this we don't always understand the process the process doesn't always make sense The process doesn't always make sense to us. If you think about things in your life, just from when you were a child all the way to whatever age you are now, there's probably many things in your life where the process didn't make sense to you. And you can look at where you started and you can see where you finished and realize that, you know what? That did make a lot of sense. But as we're going through the process, we can't understand it a lot of times. It doesn't make sense to us. I can imagine this father with his daughter being so sick and then eventually dying, the process wasn't making sense in his head. And a lot of times when we're trying to experience breakthrough, the process doesn't make sense. We don't understand it. And that's hard for us as human beings because we want to understand. We want to put some type of logic to what's happening. And I'm an analytical person. So for me, it's really hard because I want things to make sense. Right? Things should make sense to me. One plus one equals two. And it should always equal two to me. And when it doesn't, man, that just blows my world. But Jesus' math is not like our math. The way that he works isn't the way that we would expect him to work. The way that he moves isn't the way that we would move. We don't always understand the process. Number three is this. And man, I love this one, and I may hurt some feelings on this one, but not everyone's invited to your breakthrough. Not everyone is invited to your breakthrough. Let me read this verse. Verse 38. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. That was normal. They would actually pay people to come and and just weep and wail at these deaths. And when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Verse 40 says, and they laughed at him. And then this is what Jesus did. But he put them all outside. He put them all outside. You know what? They weren't invited to the breakthrough. You know why? Because they were there to discourage. Man, there's some people, and I'm going to tell you something because somebody needs to hear this in this room. There's people in your inner circle right now, they aren't invited to the breakthrough. There's some people in your inner circle right now that Jesus is saying, hey, we need to put them outside. He says that he took the child's father and mother into the room. They got to experience the breakthrough. Everyone else had to leave. There's some people holding you back from experiencing breakthrough. They're not ready. You know what? Because they're laughing at Jesus. They're laughing at the situation. They don't think that the situation could get better or they don't want the situation to get better. And Jesus says, hey, we don't have time for that. It's time for your breakthrough. So you need to put them outside. They're not invited to your victory. Man, I've I've been there where I've tried to cross the finish line with people that just weren't ready to cross the finish line. And it's hard. It's hard to get rid of some people in your life. It's hard to say, hey, you know what? As long as I continuously try to please you and continuously try to give you what you need and continuously give and give and give to you, there's no way that I'll ever experience breakthrough. And Jesus says, hey, just put them outside. And I know that that can seem harsh, but that's the truth this morning. That there's certain people that just aren't ready. And those people can hold you back and hold me back from experience and breakthrough. And if we're honest this morning, we've said this every week, if we're honest this morning and we truly won't breakthrough, then there's things that we have to do that maybe we would have never done before. And one of those is to put some people outside because they're not invited. And if you've ever been in an inner circle with people that aren't chasing Jesus, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If your inner circle is constantly dragging you away from Jesus, then they're not invited to your breakthrough at this moment in time. It doesn't mean that you can't love them. It doesn't mean that you can't serve them sometimes. It doesn't mean that you can't show them God's love. We're called to do that. It means that you put them outside of the house. It means that you don't let them bring your house down. It means that you don't allow them to keep you, stop you from experiencing the breakthrough that Jesus has for you. And this is hard. This is hard. Number four. We're going to land here for a minute. But he is the ultimate grave robber. He is the ultimate grave robber on on Easter Sunday even though it was online only we talked about how Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead how Lazarus was deader than dead right The, the King James Version says that he was so dead that he stinketh that's how dead he was he was dead dead and Jesus says Lazarus come out and he raises Lazarus from the dead And now we have a 12-year-old little girl. And in verse 41 of Mark chapter 5, it says, Taking her by the hand, he said to her, kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking. And this little girl was dead. No life. And here Jesus takes her by the hand and says, Get up. Little girl, arise. Jesus takes what's dead and brings it back to life. A lot of times we think of resurrection as an event that happened, but the resurrection is a person. The resurrection is Jesus. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He's the ultimate grave robber. And maybe this morning you're sitting there and you just feel dead in your life. Maybe spiritually you just, you don't feel it. It's not there. There's nothing moving. It's it's just sitting there stagnant and stale and you feel dead spiritually in your life. And I want you to know this morning that Jesus is the ultimate grave robber. That Jesus brings what's dead back to life that Jesus is the resurrection. It's not just something that happens. It's who He is. And this morning, some of us need to experience the resurrection and the life. Some of us are sitting here this morning just dead in our situation. We're dead in our circumstance. We're dead in maybe God's delay because we think he should have acted a lot sooner than he did, but he stopped and dealt with some other woman that wasn't near as important as I am. And we're dead in that delay of Jesus because we think that there's no hope. And this morning, I want you to know that he is the ultimate grave robber. He is the one that can restore each and every one of us in this room. And I'm excited. I'm excited that we serve a God who despite our craziness, who despite our filthiness, who despite all of our mess and junk and dysfunction, said, I love you enough to die for you anyway. I love you enough to to be the resurrection for you. So you are dead, and now you can have life because of Him, because of what He's done, because of who He is. And if we really want to experience breakthrough this morning, we have to understand that it's what Jesus can do. It's who Jesus is. It's not about us, about our power, about what we can do. He's the ultimate grave robber. And the fifth thing is this, that your breakthrough will cause other people to be amazed. Others will be amazed by what he does. And there's some people, there's some people that aren't going to be happy with your breakthrough. I'm going to say that again just in case people in the back didn't hear. There's some people that aren't going to be happy with your breakthrough. They're not rooting for you. There's people that aren't rooting for you. They don't want you to experience breakthrough. They don't want your life to change. But i tell you what, even though they're not rooting for you, they're still going to be amazed by the powerful work of Jesus. We don't need them rooting for us. Let me tell you what, I'm rooting for you, but you don't even need me rooting for you. All we need is the transforming power of Jesus. Now we get to walk in community together. We get to do this life together. We get to encourage one another. We get to lift each other up. But I want you to know this morning that you don't need me and that you don't need anybody else in this room to experience breakthrough. You need Jesus and Jesus alone. But the cool part, the byproduct of that is that we get to experience it with you. We get to walk with you through that. And we're going to be amazed at what God has done in your life. And I know people that I thought would never, never, ever, ever, ever experience breakthrough. Man, I grew up around people. There's people that were in my inner circle that I never thought would experience breakthrough in their life. I never thought that they would ever begin a relationship with Jesus. I never thought that they would be any more than their past, any more than their mistakes. And I'm just being honest and transparent with you. That's that's what I thought personally about some people. But man, I've seen God through the power of the Holy Spirit do amazing work through those people. And I've seen the Holy Spirit do work that I didn't even think was possible in the lives of people that I never thought could experience breakthrough. But there's no one too far gone for Jesus. There's no valley too low for Jesus. And there's no mountain too high for him. We serve a God that never leaves the one behind. We sang about it this morning. Some of you this morning need to experience breakthrough and your breakthrough looks a little different. Everybody's breakthrough looks a little different. So maybe this morning your breakthrough is you're just you're struggling and you're, you're living in a, a life of sin that you just can't seem to get out of. And this morning you need to experience breakthrough from that. You need Jesus to just take your life and snatch you away from that sin. Maybe this morning it's just something spiritual with you that you're just kind of stagnant on the inside. That you've never really taken that next step to become intimate with Him. That you've never taken that next step to let Him use you and mold you into who He wants you to be. And you need breakthrough in that this morning. Or maybe this morning you've never began a relationship with Jesus at all. And you're dead in your sin. And Jesus is the ultimate grave robber who says, hey, I can pull you out of that life of sin and give you life eternal and life to the fullest because of what I've done. Maybe this morning you're having some issues with your kids or with your parents or with some family. And you just can't seem to to get that relationship restored and you need breakthrough in that this morning. Everybody's breakthrough looks different. So this morning as we close, I just want to recap these these five truths. Number one is, is it gets worse before the breakthrough. So don't be discouraged if it seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse. I know that human nature, that's how it is, that we just begin to get discouraged and we begin to allow Satan to just continue to beat us down and beat us down and beat us down. But I want you to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, because oftentimes right before the breakthrough is the worst. Number two is the process doesn't always make sense to us. The process doesn't always make sense. Maybe we thought things should have got better already, and it just hasn't. Because we don't understand the process. Number three, not everyone is invited to the victory. And there's some people, I'm telling you, there's people in this room that need to pay attention to number three. You're not experiencing the breakthrough that God has for you because you won't let some people go out of the house. You're holding on to relationships that you don't need to hold on to anymore. Number four is he's the ultimate grave robber. He's the ultimate grave robber. He brings dead things back to life. This little girl was dead, 12 years old. And I can't imagine what that feels like as a father. And I hope I never have to experience it. And I have friends that have lost children, and and it's just it's crushing. I don't even like spanking my kids. So I can't imagine, the, a lot of times we, we, we can't relate for some reason to these stories that we read in the Bible because it's just like, all right, well, this guy's daughter died. I want you to, to let that in this morning. Here's a father who's crying out to Jesus, who's begging Jesus to go and heal his sick daughter. And we've all begged Jesus to do something in our life. And then he stops to take care of a a different situation. And before he can make it to the ruler's house, his daughter is dead. And let it sink in this morning. His daughter wasn't just sick anymore. His daughter had died. The worst news that he could ever receive. And these people run and tell him, don't even worry about messing with Jesus. Your daughter's, your daughter's already dead. Man, I can just imagine the, the pain and the agony that this father felt. And Jesus, immediately overhearing this, says, Hey, don't fear. Only believe. So this morning, I want you to know, whatever you're dealing with, whatever circumstance it is, whatever area you need to experience breakthrough in. Don't fear. Only believe this morning. Believe in the one who is the ultimate grave robber. Believe in the one who knows your pain and knows your agony. Our God also had a son that died. And Jesus felt the pain and the suffering. He knows And this morning, he's saying that he can give you breakthrough. And number five is others will be amazed by what he does. Others will be amazed by what he does in your life. If you stand with me this morning, I just, I'm going to share a story this morning about, and I didn't ask for permission to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to share you a story, uh, a story about my brother this morning, and here's one of the guys who I never thought would experience breakthrough because he was he was broken. Because he was around people that weren't invited to the victory. And then it got worse and worse and worse and worse. I'm going to tell you what it means to me because I got to see it up close and personal. I got to see the the pain of of the addiction and the, the pain of hurting other people and the the pain of, of what the devil was doing to his life and then I got to see the breakthrough through Jesus so let me tell you something he may worship differently than everybody else in this room but it's because he's been through stuff that nobody else in this room has been through It's because he doesn't care what other people think. It's because he's worshiping a God who has brought him out of death into marvelous light and gave him eternal life and life to the fullest right here and right now. So when you truly experience breakthrough, I want you to know it changes you. It changes your life. And I'm afraid that there's a lot of people who believe that they've experienced breakthrough, but they've never truly experienced it. And this morning, man, I want you to have it. I want you to experience. I want you to walk in breakthrough every day of your life. Man, when God does something that nobody else can do for you. It changes who you are. It changes who you are. Some of us need to run to Jesus this morning. Some of us have been playing and pretending and we've never experienced breakthrough. We've never started a relationship with Jesus. We've never allowed him to pull us out of the pit of hell. We've never allowed him to change our life from the inside out. And this morning is the day of salvation for you. The Holy Spirit is drawing some people this morning unto himself to make the decision to follow after him. And some of us just need to get serious about our relationship with Jesus. There's going to be some leaders down front this morning, and we're here to pray with you during this time of response. We're here to talk with you if you need to talk. The altar will be open if you want to come and pray. You can stand right where you are and pray. You can sit down and pray. I don't care where you pray or where you respond to the Holy Spirit. I just ask that you be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do this morning. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.